Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of John this morning. We're in chapter 10. And we'll be starting at verse 11 again. Um, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And one thing that Dr. McGee was asking is, Jesus is calling himself the good shepherd, but he's also going to be calling himself the... um, The door, because he just was referencing himself as the door. And later on, he's going to be calling himself the Lamb of God. So how can he be the door, the shepherd, and the Lamb? Well, the, um, the doorway, again, was sometimes a real person. Sometimes the shepherd, they didn't have a door. And he slept in the in the doorway, or he um, he was it was a person. So he's kind of making a reference here to the good shepherd herds the sheep into the into the into the the pen for the night, and he sleeps in the doorway. He's protecting the sheep with his own self, and he is the door. And again, that doorway in a spiritual context, is Jesus' death on the cross and His resurrection as we share in His death and resurrection. So that is our doorway to eternal life as the shepherd calls the sheep by name and lets them leave with Him out the door, through the door. And that is a sort of a reference to us being the sheep. So Jesus is the shepherd but there's a reference to him being the Lamb of God, too, that Jesus becomes a sheep. So the sheep, when Jesus becomes a sheep, speaks to his humanity and him being the shepherd that is guarding the sheep um, speaks to his deity. And uh, the fact that he is a really good shepherd, that he lays down his life for the sheep, and that's what Jesus does for us. So continuing on, verse 12, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming 
and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. So again, kind of a reference is like, <clears throat> why does Jesus lay down his life on the cross? Because he's like a shepherd who owns the sheep. He's laying down his life, not for just random people, but he's laying down his life for people he loves and people he claims, people he owns, because He's just like a shepherd who owns these sheep. He's not a hired hand who has no emotional connection. Verse 13, he flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. He knows each one of us too. And just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, it just shows that Jesus wasn't crucified by Pilate. Jesus was in control. Jesus laid down his own life. Verse 16, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. He's talking about us, the Gentiles. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's the unity that we have in Christ, in the body of Christ. He's calling everybody to himself. Verse 17, For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. So Jesus is not only in control of his crucifixion, he is under control of his resurrection. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down for my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. Jesus was never out of control. He laid it down voluntarily. This charge I have received from my Father. Verse 19, There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who was oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? In other words, yeah, exactly somebody possessed by a demon, he's not going to be doing good. Jesus is doing good. It's undisputable good. At the time of the Feast of the Dedication um, took place at Jerusalem, it was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. That's probably like more of an indoor part because it was cold. Verse 24, So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. All right, so everybody's getting around him and saying, okay, look, just say it because we need to know. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Jesus already knows the hearts of these people coming up. All they want is for him to say he's the Christ. Now, on surface, it is like, just say it. You know, stop beating around the bush, you know, because we're ready to believe. But Jesus knew these people were not ready to believe. And all they wanted was to him to say he's the Christ. Not because their hearts were ready to believe him, because their hearts were ready to try to accuse him. And Jesus is saying to them, look. I already have been telling you 
through the works, the good works I've been doing, but you don't believe. He already knows they don't believe. And they don't believe because Jesus isn't good enough. They don't believe because Jesus doesn't claim ownership over them. <clears throat> my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In other words, Jesus is claiming who he owns because the Father has given them to him. <clears throat> I have eternal life, <clears throat> and they will never perish. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. <clears throat> I and the Father are one. Okay? So now Jesus is is claiming who he is in relationship to his Father in heaven. Now, these people who were ready to believe in him, that they just got through saying, you know, tell us who you are, look what they, their response is. The Jews picked up stones to stone him. Again, see, they're not ready to believe in him at all. They're ready to stone him. And Jesus didn't even say, I'm the Christ. Jesus just said, I am the Father or one. And Jesus answered them, I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? In other words, Jesus doesn't even claim to be responsible for the good works. He's saying, look, they're from the Father. The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? This is the Old Testament. I said, you are God's. Now, I think this was a reference in Psalms 82, verse 6, when it's talking about the judges who are representing God are like gods. And Jesus answered them, Is not written in your law, said you are God's. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, he's talking about these judges, and scripture cannot be broken. In other words, not one single word can be changed. Do you say of him whom the Father has consecrated? He's, he's saying, are you talking about me? And send him into the world. You are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God. So Jesus is, is turning Scripture right back at him. You know, Jesus is not claiming to be Christ. He's just claiming to be one with the Father. I am not doing the works of my father if i am not doing the works of my father then do not believe me but if i do them even though you do not believe me believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and i am in the father and again they sought to arrest him cuz he's he's just asking them to believe in his works the works that he's claiming are from the father but he escaped from their hands Verse 40, he went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed him there. So, this is probably one of the most famous parts of the Bible. Jesus comparing himself to, the, to a lamb of God, eventually. He's a shepherd. He's a gate, and he's talking about his mission. He's talking about his authority, that he owns the sheep,
because they were given to him by the Father. He lays down his life for the sheep like a good shepherd would do. A hired hand would have no emotional connection. McGee makes the point that all these other religions, you don't see the prophet there doing much for anybody. The only thing that you see are the religious leaders there getting wealthy off the people. This is the only religion, quote-unquote, where you see someone, God, actually coming the form of a human in order to lay down his life for the human and take it back up again to give them eternal life. It's the only one that you see God actually allowing himself in a human form to be put to death. That's because he lays down his life, the sheep, because he owns them. Believe in his works. If you don't believe in him, believe in his works. A prophet has, is like a hired hand. He doesn't own the sheep. But this good shepherd owns the sheep. And he's the one who's going to lay down his life. A great passage, one of the most famous in the Bible. So I hope we can think about this and pray on this today. So we'll stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here tomorrow, next time, as we continue our study through this great book of John.